listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Welcome to another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. I'm Ryan Schweitzer, joined by Craig Boschman. We're getting set for a big weekend with the Teddy Bear Toss coming up. Quite the eventful week for this organization over the past few days. You had the high of beating the top team in the league and at the time the number two ranked team in Canada in their own rank and some adversity since then but uh, Craig Boschman we'll start with the positive here what was it like being at the Wayne Fleming arena in Winnipeg when the guys locked down a victory over one of the top teams in the nation yeah it was awesome um, especially considering how many Manitoba guys are on the team uh, there was a lot of Swift Current fans in the building that night and in Brandon but um, you know it almost sounded like Winnipeg won when the game was over there were so many uh, Broncos fans cheering so um, it was it was awesome to be a part of that uh, you know to go into that building and, and beat a team that's only lost a handful of times over the last couple of years since they moved to Winnipeg was uh, was super exhilarating and just a huge win for the team so uh, I know to start off all that little that little busy stretcher with that was was fantastic and um, you know it's, it's obviously been some some tough sledding since then but uh, you know it was a, a phenomenal way to kind of kick off the last few games. What does that win do for this organization? Because we, we're still a very young team, and to go in and get a road win against one of the top teams in Canada, I mean, that, that must have been great for the coaches who you know keep preaching you know, the, the message that they are, and to get that W must have been huge for the players' confidence. Yeah, I think, you know, the, this team's got, you know, some pretty high expectations of themselves, and then they want to make the playoffs and, and do some damage in the playoffs, and to do that, uh, you know, the road through that goes through Winnipeg. You know, at some point, you'd have to match up with them, whether it's round one or two or whatever it might be, so um, they know that they have the confidence now that they can win in Winnipeg. They beat the ice here last year and then took them to a shootout uh, the next night uh, at one point last season. I think that was in February, so They've had some success against Winnipeg. They know that they can skate with the best team in the league and one of the best teams in the country when they are at their best. And I think it's just a matter of being able to find that level of consistency and not having the, the highs and lows that come along with uh, with a long season. Highs and lows, good way to describe this past week. <laughs> um, and not blaming the schedule. Every team has to go through it. Every team has that spot on the calendar where they're probably asking, what the heck? But a, a tough one this week as you have a Tuesday night game in Lethbridge, where you're not benefiting from the time change at all. And then a Wednesday home game. Uh, it's, it's a tough league to play in, and the schedule can be grueling, and they had to deal with that this week. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. And, you know, I think, um, you know, you hear Devin Pratt talk about it, but the team played pretty well in the first period of both of those games. Um, you know, it was 2-2 in Lethbridge after one, and, uh, you know, the wheels fell off there in, in the second period in Lethbridge, and then they kind of brought it back a bit in the third period and, and uh, you know, played much more competitively. But, you know, when you when you fall off for a, a full period like that and, and four goals go in, it's, it's real tough to climb out of a hole like that. So you hope that, you know, coming back after a long trip, I think they got to the rink just before 3.30 on, uh, on Wednesday morning and, uh, you know, kind of gave the guys some extra time in the afternoon before they came in to, to do some video work. But, um, and again, came out pretty, pretty strong there in the first period uh, against uh, Calgary on Friday and kind of just dipped, you know, a bit as the game went on and certainly had some, some chances to to find the back of the net in the in the second and third period, but um, you know just can't seem to to bury those opportunities right now. And uh, you know when a team goes three for five on the power play, it's uh, it's also tough to cl- climb out of that hole too. So 
been some frustrating games here recently, but you know we've seen this team go through some adversity not only this year but last year, and there's so many returning guys, so they've been through it before. They know they can bounce back and get out of it, and uh, hopefully that starts on Saturday. Yeah, they certainly weren't without their chances in that 4-1 loss last night uh, against Calgary. But you touched on it. Next game is going to be this Saturday, and uh, it's always a fun one. The, the teddy bear toss game waiting for that goal to be scored the the fun when it is and uh you know you, you talk to the guys a lot is is it something that they're talking about that they're excited about yeah i think there's always some some bragging rights that are that are on the line there and i'm sure every guy in that room has said i'm going to score the goal and only only one guy gets to gets to fully claim those bragging rights and last year was sam mcginley and uh, told me the other day he was going for back-to-back so uh, we'll see if he he lives up to his word here and um, you know, I think it's always exhilarating for the guys to, to get a chance to, to do that and get the crowd really into the game more so than they usually are uh, on home ice. So uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a good game and hopefully there's a huge crowd. I'm not sure we'll be able to match the, the 20,000 Bears that Calgary had at their Teddy Bear Toss <laughs> game, but uh, I know it's still, still going to be a fun atmosphere. Yeah, you're not going to have 45 minutes <laughs> to fill from a play-by-play yeah. guy perspective. But, uh, but yeah, and, you know, Teddy Bear Toss, we, we've kind of been going back and forth on the podcast with our, our wager. Not sure about Connor Vidston. He's been in and out of the lineup a little bit recently, um, and and he was your pick. So I'll give you a chance here. In the event that he doesn't dress on Saturday night, are are you wanting to change? Yeah, I think I might have to have a little contingency plan here. Um, you know, we're hoping Connor's able to come back in here shortly, but uh, if. Uh, Connor is not in the lineup on Saturday. I think I might have to change my guess to, I'm going to say Luke Misselbacher. Uh, oh, no, he's been playing with uh, Caswell and Philman. Those guys have been, uh, you know, providing offense pretty steadily here in recent games. Caswell's got a five game point streak now with uh, his goal on uh, Wednesday night. So that line's been getting a lot of chances offensively. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with another rookie here and take, uh, take Luke Misselbacher. I am standing firmly behind Caden Sadrakang. You know, you touched on McGinley scoring it last year. I know in, in Artyom Manulin, he had one as well. So this organization does have a little bit of a history with defensemen burying the teddy bear toss goal. So yeah, all in on Caden Sadrakang and Okay, we'll give you we'll give you Misselbacher or Vidson if he's playing, but you don't get both. All right, <laughs> Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Feature guest, actually. Very much looking forward to talking to this young man. Um, I, I guess you can say he's one of the newer members of the Swift Current Bronco family. Uh, Adam McNutt is going to be joining us. Yeah, picked up on a trade from Regina earlier this year. Uh, the exact date was uh, October 12th. I think that was only two days after the Broncos had played in Regina. So uh, has been a great addition. You know, he's not a guy who's going to go out there and, uh, you know, put up 50 points from the back end, but he doesn't need to. Um, he's there to, you know, to be physical, to shut down other teams uh, from scoring goals. And I think he's done a pretty admirable job here since joining the team. And uh, the guys really like him in the room too. So that's always uh, also very important. And uh, it was great to get him on and have a chance to sit down and talk with him for, for 10 minutes or so. Feature guest is Adam McNutt on the podcast. But uh, right after this, we'll do our coaches chat with head coach Devin Pratt on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Coaches Show Edition, Head Coach Devin Pratt joining us right now. Devin, uh, I mean, obviously when we do these chats, we go over the last week in Swift Current Bronco land, and, you know, we we have a few things to talk about. But, uh, you know, for starters, we'll open on a positive. You guys going into Winnipeg, taking on one of the top-ranked teams in the nation and getting out of there with a W. For for people who weren't fortunate enough to be able to watch that game online, you know, what, what went right in Winnipeg? Yeah, you know what? Um, I got to give credit to the guys here. I thought they were very uh, dialed in. They're detailed. Um, they're prepared to 
um, do all the little things. Uh, work to get to the D side, make Winnipeg come through us, um, transition on them and attack and, and try and own the game in the tough areas at the blues and the corners and the net front. And, uh, you know, a credit to our guys for the job they did with that. It was a, a great team effort and we got rewarded for it. Um, very next night, uh, your team goes into Brandon, of course, and trying to carry that momentum into uh, the West Oval place there and had one nothing and 2-1 leads over the course of that game, but uh, certainly some penalty trouble in the back half of that one that uh, turned out to be the big difference. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, a little bit of peaks and valleys sometimes with our group, and um, we get into Brandon and had some early power plays. We connected on one of them, but it just seemed to take the flow of the game away from us, and then we got into that penalty trouble and just weren't able to find our footing in the game after that. But sometimes, you know, after an emotional high um, from the night before, you can find it hard to sustain, and unfortunately, I feel like that's what happened with our group here down this last little stretch of... Uh, um, you know, getting on the road, uh, logging some hours on the bus, a little bit of tough travel, and um, just not having that extra jam and bite to our game that it takes to be successful. And um, coming out of Winnipeg, it was a, a great opportunity for us to realize and respect what it takes to be successful against anybody in this league from the, the best teams uh, right on down uh, record-wise. And um, unfortunately, we, we maybe thought a little bit too highly of ourselves. Uh, and, and got away from that um, in this last little stint here. So that's what we're going to look to get back to our identity, um, make things tough on the opponents and play hard and uh, play with pace and defense first mindset. Western Hockey League is, it's, it's a tough league to play in. It can be a grind. Um, you guys have had a pretty good schedule up till now. I think you still have games in hand on, on most teams in, in this conference. But uh, the last few days, I mean, that's, that's a grueling schedule. You're in Lethbridge. It's a long bus ride back to Swift Current for a quick game against Calgary. You know, is that, talk about the learning experience of that and, you know, how it can be tough to, to come out with some jump, you know, in those schedule scenarios. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, one thing, guys have to realize is that it's 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 junior hockey and this is all part and parcel with it um every team goes through some um of these grind scenarios in their schedule and um you know the time change doesn't help you get in from lethbridge around 4 a.m the roads were just fair um at different spots and you got to get up and get back into it the next day and uh you know, that's all part of just guys understanding themselves, load management, um, you know, getting rest on the bus, uh, taking time um, to be sure that they're eating right, drinking lots of water, doing all those small details that add up. And, um, you know, it is no excuse, but uh, for our group, it did seem to definitely have an influence on just our energy levels and our jump. We seemed a little bit flat. Um, and I didn't mind our first period in the last two games with Lethbridge and Calgary. It just seemed after that uh, we let off the gas a little bit and Lethbridge really jumped all over it and Calgary took advantage as well. And these are these are learning opportunities and we've seen, you know, there was the, the four-game stretch earlier this season where the team was dropping one-goal games and got out of that funk, won a couple in a row, had a strong stretch here. So these are learning experiences for this team here and you've seen that they can bounce back from stretches like this and you're hoping that they can do that again here. Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's lots of confidence within our group that when we do do things the right way and when we do embrace that grind that, um, you know, we give ourselves a great opportunity at success. And that's what you're looking for as a group um, is creating the process night in and night out that leads to success more times than not. And um, unfortunately, we we seem to have... Um, 
moments. We have moments that we do, moments that we don't, and sometimes the moments d dig too deep of a hole for us to get out of. So uh, there's got to be ownership, um, you know, from from us as a coaching staff, but also from the players in the room and the guys that are playing in those key roles and those key situations just to elevate their play here a little bit. And, you know, guys, when we ask, you know, what does the team need or how can they get a message across from the team, you know, they just they got to do more of it themselves. And um, that's kind of where we're at as a group. As I say, uh, we got confidence in the group. Um, you know, we're going to stick with it. We're going to continue to harp on the, the details that lead to our success. And, um, you know, Saturday night's a big night for us to come out here and establish our game and um, start trending back in the right direction again. And it can't be... You know, that one one successful game here or a big win there um, leads us to take our foot off the gas. It almost has to, like, double down our investment. we got to just understand, uh, you know, the true potential of the group we have, but the details and the drive that have to go into that on a nightly basis. So um, we feel we're, we're growing as a group. Uh, we like the way our game had been trending, and unfortunately we've had a little bit of a lull here, but uh, it's time to put the, get back to the foundation and start laying bricks again. The Western Hockey League, it's, it's a fantastic developmental league. I imagine for the most part it's a fun league to play in for these kids, but it, it's a grind, and we've talked about that. And, you know, the, the work that these guys put in, I don't think people fully understand, you know, between practices and bus rides and, you know, the guys were back in this morning after some, some grueling travel. And you're also dealing with the Christmas break coming up when on their calendar they're seeing that when they're going home. Is that a, an added challenge for you and Matt to kind of work through the excitement of, you know, the players knowing that they have a, a much-needed break coming up? Yeah, you know what, I think um, that's always there. I think for us and our group, they enjoy coming to the rink. They enjoy working hard together, um, pushing each other to be their best, and they enjoy the environment that they're in on a daily basis. So um, that's not to say that we uh, enjoy where we're at or the results that we've had to date. But, um, for our guys, I, I think guys would be excited to get home for Christmas, but I know they'd be excited to be coming back here and get back into the rink as well. So it's something that we talk about. I think, you know, when you look at December on calendars, it's always such an important month of, you know, heading into break, being in a good spot and being in a good place as a group. So it's something that we've tried to be ahead of just commenting on seeing it through here, seeing it through right till break and, um, then kind of having our downtime there so uh you know i got a lot of respect for these guys you know outside of that travel the guys are we, we have a younger team and you know we've got 10 11 guys into high school the very next morning right we're home from lethbridge 4 a.m they're into high school they're in their seats they come to the rink they get their pre-game preparation they're back in high school for the afternoon and um you know that's tough on them but uh, there's a commitment to their education here as well and there's enough days throughout the season with our travel that they miss school that you know when they're here and they're in the city they got to be there that's the expectation and the responsibility that's on them so um as i say i got a lot of respect for um, what these guys do, the the personal development that they put in as well outside of the team regiment of workouts, uh, video, um, all those small details, team builders, and um, they get in their extra lifts themselves. Uh, they watch their own video. They're they're invested in their own development as well. And um, you know that's what it takes to be great. That's what it takes to be special. And um, collectively as a group, when we have that full investment, that's when we start to see our true potential as a group too. So um, we we really feel things are trending in the right direction and um, we see growth. 
just the one game this weekend, uh, an exciting one with Teddy Bertas coming up on Saturday, and also a great chance to you know get a little redemption with Lethbridge coming into town and uh, making sure that uh, there's some pushback from the Tuesday game as well. Yeah, I mean, you, when you look at um, the league, when you look at standings, and you look at uh, you know our matchup with Lethbridge, it's um, it's one of those scenarios we can't get too far in the hole with any team. You gotta you gotta you know have a good win loss record against teams in your own division to do damage in your own division. Um, so it's important for us that uh, we have some pride here on Saturday night, and there's no excuse for us not to have energy um, and and to be ready to go. So I'm um, expecting uh, our group to come out. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them to have that opportunity to go out there and play. And um, we love when our team's competing. We love to watch them play. We love to watch them, um, you know, put it on the line with each other. And we know that the, it's an exciting group to watch. But uh, there's, there's certain details to our game that have led us to this point, and some of it's just being hard to play against. Um, um, you know, last year we were a team that was up there in the tops in the league in, in penalties taken, but also in penalties drawn. And that's an area that's fallen off this year. We've taken a lot of penalties, but we haven't drawn as many. And um, special teams play such an influence. So how do we draw more penalties? Well, we got to finish more checks. we got to be harder to play against. we got to hold on to pucks in tough areas a little bit longer, and we got to get to those tough areas with a purpose. So um, that's some, some growth we're looking for from our group heading into the break here. Yeah, and you, I'll get you to speak on a little bit more, Devin, you know, the, the penalty situation because, you know, you, you opened the door, you touched on it a little bit, but, you know, how do you address that? Because that seems to be, you know, one of the things that I don't want to say is holding this team back, but maybe keeping you out of the win column a little bit more. Than For sure. Can. I mean, I think it is a roadblock. I think um, a lot of times it it comes from a good place. It comes from hard work. It comes from compete and wanting the puck, but um, it just comes from preparation as well and being in, in a good spot. Like um, a lot of hookings, a lot of trippings, a lot of competing for the puck, but body positioning or starting in the right spot probably wasn't there or driving our feet necessarily. There has been a few games this year where, um, you know, we've become a little bit emotionally unhinged and got undisciplined and taken penalties at a costly time that um, has hurt us but um, you know there's there's no way to win when you're in the penalty box it's just uh, you have to have to address that and for us I mean as a staff you, you know we start calling penalties in practice start holding guys accountable for small details um, you got to look for for different ways um, to just educate the guys on on it because the standards are the standards and these calls have been made consistently so we've got to do a better job in that regard and that's some ownership on the guys just to uh, you know put the sticks away and keep sticks on the ice and be stick on puck and get our feet moving and be in better position so um, you know, that's an area that certainly doesn't go unnoticed within our, our room. Just lastly for me, our future guest today is going to be Adam McNutt on the podcast here. Just wonder if you can touch on what he has brought to the team since uh, being brought over in that trade from Regina. Yeah, Adam's a, a quality kid. Um, he's come into the room. He, he brings energy every day. He likes coming into the room. He, he respects the process and the grind, and um, he's a hard worker. So he, he came in. He has an identity to his game. Um, he's taken on a little bit more with our group, finding a little bit of offensive upside as well. But uh, he's a tough competitor. He plays hard. He he plays simple. Uh, he knows his role as a defenseman, and it's uh, refreshing when a D-man comes in and, and has that mindset, and he's been rewarded for it. So he's been a, a big piece of the puzzle here uh, of late, and we're, we're happy with his progressions. 
You know, with uh, the, there, there's what goes on on the ice, and then there's like the off the ice promotions type stuff, right? And, you know, during the game, you guys, I mean, you're, you're focused on the task at hand. But Saturday night's game, it's one of those things where the promotional aspect affects what goes on on the ice with the teddy bear toss and everything, and perhaps a different mindset going in. Um, you know, your, your thoughts on coaching the teddy bear toss game and. I don't want to say the pressure that comes with scoring that goal, but, you know, it does present a unique variable. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I got to admit I've never really thought of it. Like, I, I other than um, there's going to be the inconvenience of cleaning it up after and losing a little bit of momentum after scoring a goal. Um, but I've never I've never really kind of gone in and, and thought, geez, we got to score. we got to be sure we score. Um, we are a team that, that trusts that our offense is there. Um, and that's where I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier here is just being that defense first mindset and causing transition. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not an easy league to score in. And, um, I'm sure that, uh, everybody, you know, internally has a little bit of that, uh, individual thought of god i'd like to be the guy that scores the goals and makes them rain down or whatever um it may be but from a coaching standpoint uh i've never really uh put much time or thought into um anything outside of the game and the 60 minutes between the whistles that uh you know uh, impacts the outcome i know uh teddy bertos games have taken over i think every junior team in the country now do they do that when you were playing junior too we oh we did do a teddy bear toss yeah um and when I that was at uh, the major junior level, it did happen. Um, but it that was the only ones that 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 I was ever really a part of. But uh, they're always a lot of fun. The guys do enjoy them, and um, you know the the downtime in between the, the I call it inconvenience, but that's from a competitive coaching mindset, right? Of wanting to use that momentum and and keep the hammer down right away. But um, it is a unique time where um, guys are all on the ice together. They're helping out within the community. There's lots of excitement. Last year, our, our dressing room assistant, Nolan, got to come on the ice with the guys, getting some pictures, helping out as well. And those are special moments. So, um, you know, I'm not one for taking those away, but uh, yeah, definitely my focus is just uh, on the game and, and playing the game. Holiday merriment on the agenda this Saturday night when Lethbridge is in town. Devin, uh, always appreciate you doing this. Thanks a bunch, man. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Our featured guest on the Broncos This Week podcast is 19-year-old defenseman Adam McNutt, joining us for his first appearance on Broncos This Week. Uh, Adam, thanks a bunch for making your way down to, to this end of the rink. How's, how's things going today, man? Yeah, it's been good. We had a good practice today. Good? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I just want yep. to make sure. Yeah, we had a good practice. Loud today. and clear, man. Worked on our D zone a bit, so that was good. Uh, yeah, things have been good. Obviously, tough loss yesterday. We want to do better than that, but we're gonna we're gonna work on some things, and hopefully, things start trending upwards for us here. Wanted to touch on obviously uh, you coming here. You started the season with the Regina Pats. Uh, played the last couple of years with a few different teams here in Saskatchewan. So not the first time you'd been traded, but uh, was this time coming to Swift Current different than the last time you'd been traded? Yeah, in a sense, I, I knew I'd have a bit more opportunity here, um, younger team, so that was good for me. Um, I guess, yeah, just in that sense, but, you know, you never really expect it, and when you find out, it's, it's a big life change, but you move on with it, and you do what you do, and I was happy to come here, I'm still happy, so it's been good, you know, yep. get into a bigger role, so. Being traded, I mean, it's it's so fascinating to me because, you know, one day you just things are happening as normal. You're in this yeah. community, you got a billet family, and then you get the call to go into the GM's office. Yeah. And 
what's that? I imagine it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Why does he want to meet with me? And then you're being told, like, yeah. I mean, some things obviously have to stay behind closed doors. But right. tell me about the whole process. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously you never really expect it, but when they basically just sit you down and they tell you, you know, you're a great player, but we've traded you to here and this is what we got for you or this is why and best of luck. I mean, it's really all it is. It's pretty quick and they just honest with you and you're off. You're part of another organization now. So mentioned that um, this isn't the first time you were traded. Of course, you were drafted by uh, the Prince Albert Raiders in 2018. I guess we can go back to that. You know, that whole season for you was the WHL always what you were working towards and uh, you know, that draft day for you, was it pretty nerve wracking or were you, were you kind of laid back and just seeing how it was going? Yeah, I was, I was always interested in the WHL, you know, growing up in Saskatoon, going to a lot of Blades games and you know, I never, never really thought the college road was for me. So yeah, it was draft day was pretty cool. I talked to quite a few teams before the day, but you know, you always there's always that thought in your mind. Oh, what if I don't? What if I don't get picked? But no, I was luckily I did, and it was by the Raiders, and it was a good organization there too, and I had good experience there. Yeah, and uh, you know, when, when you found out that you were getting dealt to Swift Current, um, what was that like? I mean, obviously it's a team that you had played against numerous times. You were familiar with the organization being in the same province. You know, what was your what was your first mental reaction when you heard Swift Current? Well, the first one was probably, oh, I got to go see Davies now because I fought him <laughs> a couple of days before. But yeah, no, I was I was pretty happy. I talked to a couple of guys on the team, and a lot of they said the guys are great, and they have been. So, yeah, I, I mean, you never really at all. So many things come at one time, but yeah, I was excited for sure. Your uh, first WHL season, much like a lot of the guys in that locker room, was actually in the hub at uh, at the Brandt Center. So we always I like to ask guys who are on different teams because I was there too. I know what it was like for the Broncos, but for yeah. guys who are on other teams, what was the hub experience like for you? Yeah, I mean it was definitely uh, it was something else. Everyone had different experiences. We we got a bit luckier. We had four bedroom style apartments instead of some guys had just their own rooms, which that was cool. Got to uh, got to room with some guys. It's kind of like you're living in college I guess yeah so, but yeah it was it was good um you're at the rink a lot so kind of brings you into it and it's less games so you get used to the the two and twos and then you know you're practicing right away but you don't it's shorter so you it's easier on your body and kind of eases you into the league I think for a lot of guys you know, you, you, you opened the door by bringing it up, so I'm going to ask you about it. I was kind of going back and forth on whether or not I'd ask, but but you brought it up, uh, the scrap with Davies, and oh, then yeah. you're his teammate less yeah. than a week later. And you see that a lot in the Western Hockey Lake when yeah. you go back. and I mean, there's not as much fighting in the league as there used to be, but, right. you know, there's lots of guys, okay, who fought who and everything. And, yeah. I mean, when we acquired Tanner Nagel a few years ago, he'd spent the last few years beating up on our guys, and suddenly <laughs> he's in our room. But, yeah. you know, what? what's that like? Like, do, do you make the first move? Do you reach out and just be like, hey, man, we're, we're teammates now, or? yeah what happened there with Dave uh yeah it was good I think we kind of just had a mutual respect for each other after it you know I kind of you kind of get that once you fight a guy who's pretty tough too and I yeah it was good I mean we're good friends and it's just you know you're on the same team now so this guy's gonna fight for me eventually right so it's just yeah it's just mutual respect for it same situation when I got traded to Regina I fought Cole Carrier in the bubble so I kind of got to go through that before I knew what it was like but yeah it's not that bad it's pretty it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> and that physical side of the game is obviously a huge part of, uh, you know, your role here in the WHL. But when I look back at your minor hockey, it looks like you were quite the offensive guy here. 22 goals in your draft year. Yeah. Um, you know, is that something you kind of just transitioned into that more defensive and physical type of role as you got to the league? Yeah, I mean, when I first got in the league, I knew I wasn't going to be much of a goal scorer. I was going to be first pass, you know, defense first guy. Hopefully evolve my game once I got older. And Yeah, in Bantam. I've had a pretty heavy shot since Bantam, so I think that helped me out a lot there. 
with the goalies not being as quick and stuff. But, yeah, my first couple of years in the league, I was focused on my defensive play a lot more and my offensive side. But now that I've come here, I've gotten a bigger leash and looking to improve on that a lot more. If, if this is something that needs to, to stay in the room, that's fine. But I, I promised I would ask you about this if I ever, interview, ever interviewed you. Uh, your first goal as a Bronco, after you scored it, just the straight-up handshake <laughs> celebration. Like very civilized and very businesslike. And I think we've seen it a couple times since yeah. then. What's the origin, if you can tell us, of the handshake, Selly? Uh, just the very polite and almost dignified. Yeah, I'm not too it. sure. Me and me and McGinley talked about it. I said, if you score, I'll, we'll do a handshake. Or if I score, let's just shake hands and... We ended up, I forgot about it after I scored, and then he took his glove off and shook my hand, but I'm not too sure where it came from. I think maybe in the 80s there was some highlights of some guys shaking hands. I'm not sure who exactly, but yeah, just kind of a cool thing. I know Wardo got his 100th point there, and they did a handshake there too, which yeah. is a bit cooler than mine, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know, just a classy thing to do. I, no, I, I like it because, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you look back at the NFL, there's all the elaborate touchdown celebrations yeah. and everything, but you got to marvel at the simplicity of Barry Sanders when he would just hand the official the yeah. ball and carry on very businesslike. Yeah. So I, kind of that vibe with the handshakes, I don't know, I like it. <laughs> yeah. If you guys are looking for encouragement, more of it. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Sweet. Teddy Bartoski, I'm coming up here this uh, this weekend. Only have a couple more games before the Christmas break here, and I know it's been a tough last couple of games here leading into this weekend. But you know this team has gone through stretches before where they've lost a couple of games and then rebounded with some strong performances after that. So I imagine there's no lack of confidence in that locker room, knowing you guys can kind of snap out of this funk here. Yeah, no, I agree. We're we we're a pretty good team when we all play together, but I think when we start to get deviated from the systems, that's when we have our breakdowns and. I think we just got to work on getting back to that together as a team and having trust in each other with that. I think we we showed really well in Winnipeg with our structure. I mean, it's one of the best teams in the league. Well, it is the best team in the league right now, and, and we, we were able to beat them. So I think if we use that as a kind of a, a viewing point, we can build off that and we should be fine. Yeah, you're a guy with a few seasons in the league, and you've played for a couple di- couple different teams. So obviously, you know, based on experience, you're looked at as kind of a, a leader in the room. What what kind of leader are you? Are you a rah-rah guy, lead by example? Yeah, I, I like to lead by example, and sometimes if there's something that needs to be said in the room, I'll, I'll try and chime in a bit. But I think I try to lead with my physical play a lot and my, my dedication to the boys, I guess, on the ice. If, if some guys need to pick up that way, like that's how they see it, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think just – being a hard worker and doing your job is kind of my my way of leading. I think. Yes, you always like to find out about guys uh, away from the rink too. What sort of keeps you busy when you're not here practicing or playing games? Uh, you know, when you're at the build house or even at home in Saskatoon over the summers, what's uh, what sort of your your day to day look like? Yeah, I just wake up in the morning and go get a workout in, and then sometimes in the summer, I'll I'll do I'll have a job, and it depends on the day, but usually I'll go work, and then I'll come home and watch some TV, take care of myself a bit, stretch and do stuff like that, but hang out with some buddies too. And then in season, I'm, I like to hang out a bit more and watch a bit more TV and just take care of my body. Billet family shout out, where are you staying? And, uh, you know, what sort of stuff are you doing away from the ice with, uh, with the billet family? Yeah, I'm staying with Audra Wong. I'm living with Connor Havitson as well. She's been awesome to us. So I'm really happy for that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, big family with her so we have the kids over a lot on Sundays for breakfast and lunch and stuff which is good it's nice and you know we got a lot of bill of family events here too with the team so that's good you know getting out on the ice and movies and stuff like that which is nice we had uh, Connor on not too long I think it was last week I can't remember if he said he was a video game or a Netflix kind of guy but what are you you know playing video games are you watching Netflix what's uh, what's what's keeping you busy yeah I've been more on the Netflix side lately but I was pretty heavy on the video games when I first got here yeah 
Good TV series to watch, and I'm going to throw a caveat in there. You can't say Suits. Oh, no. I Everyone goes it. with Suits. Um, yep. I like The Haunting of Hill House. It's kind of a scarier one, but it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, It's about six episodes or seven episodes. Is that scary movies that you're that yeah, you go to? Yeah, I kind of like them. I find them amusing. It's so predictable. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm diving into that one a little bit because I don't get it. Like my wife loves scary movies. Like she likes being scared and feeling to, like the world is stressful enough. <laughs> like watch something easy. Like it should be relaxing downtime, and she yeah. wants to watch these jump scare things. Like yeah. w- what is the appeal? Because I don't get it. I think maybe just sometimes keeping you guessing. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think probably different for everyone, but I don't. know. I like the suspenseful aspect of it i guess not knowing what's coming next all the time yeah. but some of them aren't that good and you can tell what's coming next so. <laughs> you're not afraid to break out of your comfort zone and i'm soft i guess that's what it comes down <laughs> to but uh, no right on adam thanks a bunch for doing yeah. this man greatly appreciated uh best of luck this weekend man you, awesome. is it in the back of your head maybe scoring the teddy bear toss yeah yeah i was saying that this morning to a couple of guys hopefully i got it but i've had a lot of chances lately so I just got to score. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, thanks a bunch for this, awesome. man, and good luck. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to Adam McNutt and Devin Pratt for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you, as always, by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer, along with Craig Boschman. Wrapping it up for another week on the pod here as uh, the Broncos turn their attention to Saturday night, uh, another date with Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, I think a good chance to kind of just you know, gets a little bit of redemption, a bounce-back performance from uh, from the tough loss Tuesday night. So uh, looking forward to the teddy bear toss. Uh, if you don't have anything to bring, there's going to be Brickly Bears available in the lobby, uh, courtesy of the Brick. And if you buy one of those, you'll be entered to uh, win a TV and a draw uh, here at the rink too. So uh, definitely come on out. It was a good crowd for, for a Wednesday game for sure um, yesterday against Calgary. So hopefully it's even bigger on Saturday and uh, hopefully a nice uh, bounce-back performance as well. Players are fired up about it. Fans are as well. A lot of people having the discussion, you know, who's your prediction for the teddy bear toss goal? It's always a fun game within a game and uh, very much looking forward to Saturday night. Uh, you got Luke Misselbacher or Connor Vidson if he's in the lineup. Uh, I'm going with Caden Sadrick-Hang. W- we'll see. But, uh, you know, it's always a fun one that the players, I'm sure, have a lot of fun with as well. It is, yeah. I know. I think it's always, like I said, the bragging rights are always there. And, uh, you know, for the fans to get involved in that way, um, you know, a way that they aren't normally able to unless there's a hat trick in a game, it's pretty cool for for everybody who's in the rink for a teddy bear toss and uh, you know we'll see who's going to get the goal here Sam McGinley last year I do remember Matthew Ward had a penalty shot in that game to try and get it but he got stopped by uh, by the Moose Jaw goaltender so uh, hopefully that'd be pretty cool I think a penalty shot uh, teddy bear toss goal wow. would be pretty unique that's uh, that's high stakes. So in, in recent history, who do we got? We got Sam McGinley. Sam McGinley last, last year. Year's. It was Sergei Alkamov in 1920 against Prince Albert. I remember that. And we just looked it up. Yona Kivinyemi in uh, 1819. And I think you were saying Artem Manulin in the, in the championship year. Yeah, so I guess when you think about it, the the import players of which we have none. <laughs> right. So, but uh, but yeah, interesting to see. I'm I'm firmly behind Caden Sadrakang. I'm all, I'm all in on him. But uh, in any event, we'll find out this Saturday night when the Lethbridge Hurricanes are in town. Once again, a big thanks to Adam McNutt and Devin Pratt for joining us on this week's Broncos This Week podcast. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen.